We're going to have a show coming up in Duluth and on the air. We have Father Kevin McGoldrick that is going to be part of the show. Father Kevin, w- welcome for jo- uh, welcome joining Real Presence Live. Thanks so much. Good to be with you guys. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm from, uh, I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, I've been a priest for 16 years, um, doing music in all kinds of different ways all my life. Um, but uh, I've been in Nashville for six years, uh, working with the Dominican Sisters Dominican Campus, um, a couple schools here. And uh, it's been a kind of like, that's kind of a little, little background there. Um, Father, you, so you've been a priest for 16 years and a, says a musician for over 30. Um, how did how did you get into music? Um, I, you know, I did music in all different kinds of ways when I was growing up, uh, choirs and cantering and all that kind of stuff. And then my uh, when I was a freshman in high school, my best friend, who happens to be an Orthodox Jew, <laughs> um, started taking guitar lessons. And he would just kind of teach me everything he knew so I got the scraps off the table, and he's like an amazing <laughs> jazz musician. But um, we started writing and playing out, and uh, throughout high school and college, we had bands and recorded and played around Philadelphia area and things like that. And then, um, and then when I and I and went to seminary, I was I did a couple years of college, went to the seminary, and then. Music has always kind of been with me. I really got into sacred music and chant and. Uh, polyphony, and I was, in fact, I was, I would say I was like a chant Nazi <laughs> for a couple of years. Um, just like all chant all day, all the time. Uh, so it's funny because some friends of mine, I was in seminary in the 90s, and sometimes friends of mine will be like, some song will come on the radio and they'll say, oh, this is so and so. And I'm like, sorry, man, I was in the black hole for like seven years during the 90s. I don't know any of that music because I was just listening to chant the whole time. So um, you your your music tastes are a bit eclectic, as they might say. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of grew up on the Beatles, and uh, that, that's how my mom taught me well, you know, with the Beatles. Um, but but it really is all over the place, and I would say that most recently, my uh, probably the biggest influence in me in recent years is John Mayer. I'm kind of a super fan of John Mayer, so if any of you guys know him, I'd love to meet him sometime and hang out. <laughs> um. So now, t- tell us a little bit, um, uh, Father, in regards to, you know, how maybe you heard the call to the priesthood, and how did that relate to your your music interests? Um, I was so I, I always relate uh, the call as kind of like a. I mean, everybody, you guys know this well, right? Like everybody experiences it a, a little bit differently. So many similarities, but it's always a little bit different. For me, it was like a toothache. Um, there was this little thing in the back of my head that was there when I was a little kid, five years old, I'd go to church, I'd look up at the priest on the altar, and, and this little thing would pop up and say, hey, you could do that. I'd be like, all right, and it would go away. And then a couple months later, back at church, and it looks and it says, hey, you should do that. And it was kind of like always there, but it was, it was always in the back of my head, uh, never, never really thinking about it all the time. But I you know, it, it kind of all made sense to me. My mom was the one that taught us the faith, and she really encouraged me. And she thought I'd be a priest uh, when I was a little kid. Um, and then, really, when I was, I was, you know, your average American kid, so I, I tried to run away from that call in high school and college. And then, middle of my junior year in college, I had kind of what I would say is kind of the beginning of my conversion. Um, 
I was always, I never really stopped practicing the faith, but I wasn't, I wasn't living it. And, uh, and from that point on, it kind of opened me back up to saying, all right, I gotta, I gotta check this thing out. Um, so it was in 1994 and I went to the seminary for retreat and started with the start of the whole process and it started to open up. And it's interesting because I, I would say like the music thing, you know, there, I mean, there's a call, like, we talk about location with a big V and like a call with a big C, but um, there are lots of calls on people's lives. And, and I have to say with me that the, the call of the artist has always been there and it's always been very, very intense, probably because I'm a melancholic by temperament, so that doesn't help, you know, <laughs> just like feeling it all intensely, life intensely. But it's always been this call to beauty and uh, manifested it in different ways. But, but for me, music has always been um, a way to connect, first of all, understanding myself, but also connecting with God in that way, just the beauty of music and what it does. And, you know, like I, I was, I was just in friends a few months ago and uh, we listened to, to a tune and I got goosebumps and I said, man, did you hear that bass line? And they were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You sound like a musician. Like, but, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, but you, do you realize what's going on? There's like transcendental stuff happening here. This is intense. This is beautiful. This is connecting on a deep level. And and I and I think that we all feel that in different ways. For me, one of those ways is, has been music in my life. So, in the midst of that calling, you know, one of the things that we experience with guys is they're discerning the priesthood is the sense of like, well, I have to give it all up, or I'm going to have to not. I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this or that anymore, whatever the hobby or the talent is. And so you, you addressed it a little bit. You know, you talked about that journey. Was there any point where you, you were worried that a call to the priesthood would mean the end of being a musician? Did you struggle um, with that fear at all? Yeah, well, I mean, I did give it up. Um, and when I went to the seminary, in fact, I was really what I was pursuing was theater at the time. And, um, and I... I did give it up, and it was a, it was very painful, but I felt like it was the right thing to do. And uh, I, I feel like music has been kind of the, the Lord's gift back to me for having given up something that was so dear to me. So, I mean, this you know, our hearts like Christ to follow Christ always requires saying saying no to some to, to part of ourselves and saying yes to part of ourselves. And there's it's always it's always both. There's always going to be sacrifice and is also the gift from the Lord. And for me, I feel like the music was like this gift back from him, in a, in a sense, because I, in a very real sense, theater and acting was the thing that I was pursuing the most. And that was, I did give that up. <laughs> and Thank I've never you felt, you know, for, I never felt that it was, uh, the Lord was ever really giving that back, and it never really made sense in my life uh, as a priest, <laughs> Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz talking to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. We have been talking to Father Kevin McGoldrick, uh, and, and he is coming to Duluth. People are going to have an opportunity to actually meet Father Kevin, and maybe uh, you can speak a little bit about uh, what you're going to be doing here, Father. Yeah, I'm super excited to come up to, uh, to Duluth. It'll be my first time in Minnesota, actually, so I get to check another state off the list. Great. Um, I'm coming up with a full band, and uh, it's going to be very exciting. Got some great players playing with me. Um, going to be uh, doing the concert at Silk Pond Rock Festival 
And um, I think Dana Catherine is opening up, and she's a really talented musician. So you don't want to miss her either. She's fantastic. Um, and I'm going to be doing a kind of a mix of my own stuff. And the thing is, my 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 music is not really um, when I perform like this. It's more of a concert. It's not really a, like a praise and worship night. I love that stuff, and I do that as well. But um, but this is more the sense of having a, a concert. And for me, over the past number of years, it's been blending the secular and the sacred in a way that tries to speak to the culture, um, speaking in a language that the culture can understand. You know, and that's why uh, different songs sometimes you hear on the radio, some of them, man, are speak to my heart even more than some of the praise and worship stuff because they're, they're talking about the real stuff and the real sufferings and the real joys in a way that cuts to the heart. And so I don't know if my music does that, but that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I'm pursuing, uh, trying to help people with that. And that's that's a big part of what Built Upon a Rock Fest is about, is being able to bring people together to enjoy good, good wholesome music and to be mm-hmm. able to listen to music that can move the heart and the soul um, just in the way that, that music can. Can you can, can, mm-hmm. can, Would you be willing to talk a little bit about the difference between you know, praise and worship, so even what we do at liturgy and the difference between, like, you know, what we listen to maybe on the radio or at something like Built Upon a Rock Fest or the, kind of the, the, the difference between those styles of music and how it impacts us as Catholics? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's probably, you know, if you ask 100 people, you could get 100 different beneficial answers to that question. <laughs> but um, I, I know for myself, I... I like my concerts to be concerts and my, my worship to be worship. Um, I, I, and I, it took me a long time to kind of even recognize that in my own heart, but I, I would go to a, like a Christian music festival, but it was all praise and worship. And I just, but they were on the stage performing and I didn't know what to do as an, as an audience member. I was confused. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. Do you want me to pray or am I supposed to be worshiping or am I just supposed to be listening to your talent or, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I kind of realized over the years that as a listener, I want to know what the, what the performer wants me to do. Do you want me to be a a concert teller right now? Which is great. I want to do that. Or in a praise and worship, it's like, let's all, it's not about the performance. It's not about the musical performance that's happening. We should always try to do it to the, to the excellence, but all of that should be at the service of bringing the congregation into a, a vibrate, uh, you know, vibrating in worship in that, in that scenario. And I think it's, there's a lot of, a lot of levels to it, but I, for me, it, it helps me to make that distinction between going to a concert and worshiping. And it, it kind of puts the audience at ease or the congregation at ease if you're worshiping. So, so father Kevin, uh, not to put you on the spot, but I like to do this whenever we have somebody on the air that's got musical talent and I'm going to put you on the spot. Could you sing maybe your favorite refrain from your favorite song so that listeners can hear <laughs> without music accompaniment? Yeah. There, there we go. So that's yeah. That thank you for not putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> and this is um, classic Father Rich. Just so you know, like yeah. this is the way he rolls. So I'm so really he, sorry. He <laughs> no, we want well, we want to get we want to get people out to this concert. I have to say this, though. As a melancholic, you just asked me the worst question ever, because you said, what's your favorite song? So oh. that means I need to, like, 
I need to go away for like a year and like read and pray. And okay, pick the and one talk. that first comes to your mind. <laughs> the first, the one that first comes to your mind. I don't want to know what your favorite song is. What's in your heart right now? <laughs> okay, uh, John Mayer's always, always on my heart. So, gravity is working against me. Gravity wants to bring me down. There we go. Well, hey, very good. You did a you did a great job. Now, hopefully, we'll get more people out to that concert. Father, <laughs> Father, do you have anything else you'd like to to add before we uh, um, have to part ways? No, I thanks so much for uh, for the time. I'm really looking forward to meeting y'all uh, up north. I, I, I what's the temperature up there right now? Uh, it's about in the fifties. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Oh wow! All right, but you'll love Duluth. Coming. Duluth is beautiful. Awesome. So, coming from Tennessee, I better bring it. Sweater. You might I want would to bring a sweater this time of year. <laughs> yep, and uh, have a have a few extra days here if you can, because it's such a beautiful city in Duluth. So, mm. uh, so Father Kevin, right. again, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, uh, we'll be seeing you up in Duluth on September fourteenth. Thanks so much, guys. God bless. God bless. God bless you.